and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my super gorgeous, incredibly intelligent <laughs> Disney music-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Well, thank you. Who isn't a Disney-loving Disney music loving. Uh, hopefully individual. everybody listening to this show because uh, <laughs> we love Disney music yes. and there's going to be a lot of it during today's Yay. show. So thanks for joining yes. us today on today's show. We are recording this episode on Sunday, September 13th, 2020. We appreciate that you found us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Sign up for the newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. We put out lots of info about what's going on in the Hyperion Adventures world every single week. You are the first to be in the know when we have something going on, whether it be a new Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame category. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, new episodes, questions that we're putting out there that we want input on, which we did receive some this week, and we'll be getting yeah. to all of that as well. And contests and yeah. all, all kinds of great things. All sorts of fun stuff. It's just a way to kind of just be in more of a connection with us, yeah. which is what we really want. By the way, how do you like my new little <laughs> thing here in front of my face, which you probably, uh, those of you listening, hopefully you can hear a little bit of a difference, but when you see the YouTube video, you'll see that this is a little yeah, different. Yeah, it's very different. It <laughs> It's a weird look. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I, it's it's functional because I've noticed in several episodes more recently that I've been popping my peas a lot and I just can't handle it every time I hear myself do it. So I've got this new thing in front of my microphone to try and help me from popping my peas as much as I do. You never do that. So you don't need wow. one, which is also great because they, <laughs> it doesn't shield her pretty face here. Uh, I don't but know. <laughs> I have this thing in front of me. So luckily the camera is at an angle to me. So you can, well, I mean, unluckily for you who are watching at home, but uh, for those of you, you know, who are listening, who most of you do, most of you don't, I mean, I, we, as much as we'd love for you to watch the YouTube versions do of this. We? <laughs> Well, just to see how pretty Michelle is. Um, but uh, most of you listen to this, and I want the sound to be as good as possible. No, and I agree with that. And I'd never noticed that you popped your peas, but you have a keen ear. Your your experience with radio really puts you on top of sound, understanding sound, how to make it better. So that's great. It's just going to get you some taking getting used to looking at you and not really <laughs> seeing. I'll lean back. Yeah. <laughs> So you can see my face once in a while. Anyway. I mean, I'm so used to at work with everybody behind masks that, you know. That's true. It's, it, kind, of, it's kind of the microphone mask. It <laughs> is. It is. And so it's like, I've noticed that, uh, you know, speaking of that, some interesting things that so, it's not happens a lot, but every once in a while I'll see somebody that I haven't seen without their mask for like six months and like, oh my gosh, that's what you look like. Boy, the world we live in I now. know, so I know. Different. It's such a different world that we live in right now. So weird. Anyways, we digress. Yes. Feel free already to, off the feel rails. Feel free to cut that out. Very early on in the show. It didn't take us long to go completely off the rails. But let's get back on point. Uh, we also would love for you to follow us on social media. We're very active on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. As I was just mentioning, we do have a YouTube channel. Right. 
Uh, we mostly just put out these episodes in video format, uh, but we do add a lot of like, you know, pictures and various things to kind of jazz it up a little bit. <laughs> yes, and jazz hands. Uh, so you can, if you want to check it out that way, we would appreciate it if you'd subscribe to us there. You just need to do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We'll come up, hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a video coming on. And if you want to contact us for any reason, like a lot of people did within the last week or two, uh, you can always hit us up on our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And as we say every week, we love hearing from you all. And we've gotten some really great uh, feedback, like you said, responses this week. So thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you. We had a lot of stuff to get input on this week, and whether it be through the uh, newsletter, through uh, email, through social media, we had a lot of response, and we really appreciate every single one of them that we get. The first thing we're going to talk about that we got response from is that we're closing out another category for the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. We've It's been open for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. We got lots of nominations, which is great because it's a fantastic category, in, in my opinion that you all suggested uh, suggested out there. And that was classic Disney attractions, best classic Disney attractions. Anything that was open, it doesn't need to necessarily still be open, but anything that was open in either Disneyland or Walt Disney World prior to 1990 was up for this category. And before we go to the, the uh, attractions that actually made our final ballot, we're going to give you our five favorite as well. So Michelle, uh, what are your five best classic Disney attractions. All right. And in no particular order. Okay. All right. And I guess it's good that I don't pop my peas because the first one I would be mentioning <laughs> is Peter Pan's Flight. Yes. Very good. Um, Horizons from okay. Epcot. Yes. Classic. Um, uh, Jungle Cruise. Uh, I felt really was necessary to be in there. It's yes. a small world, obviously, There's and Haunted favorite. Mansion. I mean, it was really tough to come down to five. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. You know, there's many, many, many more I'd like to have included, but I thought that kind of really captured, you know. That's a that's a good a batch. I group. like it. Yeah, that's a good Thank batch. You. And I think you have a good luck on your batch all making it right. to our final nominations. Here's my You know, five. after I, the funny thing is after I made mine and I was looking on Twitter and I saw Frank Cardillo's, I'm like... Oh, I like his better. <laughs> well, Frank would know classic. Frank would know, know nostalgia. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. So anyways. Uh, yeah, the theme park Thursday with Dillas Diz, all about nostalgia. Yes. So they would definitely know. Uh, here's my list. Okay. okay? And um, surprise, I don't have just five. Uh, <laughs> see, I followed the rules this time. I did not. <laughs> Who would have thought? I did not. <laughs> uh, so I have, and these are in no particular order, uh, Mission to the Moon mm-hmm. and Mission to Mars. I just right. kind of combined those two together because they're kind of the same attraction, right. just different eras. Um, and uh, I also loved, and this is one I don't think you got to experience out of the Disneyland Resort, uh, Journey Through Inner Space was right. a really wonderful attraction. It looked that, like it was great. Yeah, I, I miss it. It's where Star Tours is now, and mm-hmm. I love Star Tours. So I understand it, but that was a really fun attraction. Uh, speaking of Star Tours, yes, yeah, Star Tours made my list. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, the People Mover, you know. Yeah, yes, I know. That was tough the, leaving it off. The People Mover at uh, the TTA, People Mover at Walt Disney World. They miss 
the people mover at Disneyland so much, right? Every time I see the track still there, it uh, hurts my heart a little bit. <laughs> Taunts you. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, of right. course, classic. And yes, one of my favorites, if not my favorite of all time, is the Haunted Mansion. So right. that has yeah. to make Good list, list so babe. Thank you. So here are the attractions that are going to be on our final ballot when that comes out in uh, November, December-ish, near the end of the year mm-hmm. for you to vote on. Uh, and these are in no particular, or actually they're in alphabetical order here, so that'll make it easy so you yeah. Okay. who got the most votes on this right. but carousel of progress made it yes, yes. uh country bear jamboree made it one. to the list yes happy about that haunted mansion of right. course made it it's a small world mm-hmm. yes couldn't get more classic than that journey into imagination made it right by the way i wanted to mention on some of these that these were whatever incarnation you wanted it to be as long as it was before 1990 and also some people distinguish, you know, certain attractions from park to park, like they like the Disneyland version or they like the Walt Disney World mm. version better. Right. Uh, not enough people made the distinction between them. So if it was, you know, say Pirates of the Caribbean, right. it's just Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. It doesn't matter Makes which sense. attraction, well, which one it was in. Uh, like uh, Journey Through Interspace did make it. Uh, the Jungle Cruise. Yes, it made it. The Matterhorn Bobsleds <laughs> yes. made it. That's exciting. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Of course, such right. a classic. Yes, the People Mover made it. Yay. So excited about that. Peter Pan's Flight, Yay. as Michelle was calling for out there. Pirates of the Caribbean. Don't know which park made it in, but it made it in general. Uh, Space Mountain did make it nice. uh, one of the uh, thrill rides that made it through star tours did make it onto the list the great movie ride people yeah, you know i kind of I mean, figured that would make the yeah list. um people love mickey and minnie's runaway railway right. but i think there's still a lot of people who are like oh couldn't we found another spot for it kept the great <laughs> movie ride around yeah <laughs> uh, unfortunately it just didn't work out that way uh universe of energy made it that's interesting yes. yeah uh walt disney's enchanted tiki room right. made it and the world of motion Wow. made it to our final ballot. So those will all be on that final ballot for our period of entries, Disney Hall of Fame. You can vote for that later in the year. And for taking part in that, we're going to have some sort of a giveaway for one person that uh, takes part in right. that. And uh, we'll come up with that uh, all later in the year. And we'll have a new category coming out for you this week. The first people that find out about that will be those that subscribe to the newsletter to get your input on it. And this nice. will be exciting right. again. There's a couple that I'm surprised didn't make it. Uh, there's one that really called out to me that I thought was going to make it. 20,000 Leagues? Uh, that got nom- Well, it only got one nomination, but mm. that was on I almost there. Nominated uh, Spaceship that Earth, I was surprised, didn't make mm. it on there. I th- yeah. really thought Spaceship Earth would be one of the ones that would make right. it on there. Yeah. I was a little surprised uh, that it didn't. So, Yeah. A lot of great attractions, but there's always one good thing about this is if they don't make the Hall of Fame this year, you can always Maybe nominate them next, next year. year. Yeah, so we can give it another shot next year. As for today's show, lots of stuff for you this week, including there are some holiday season changes coming this year to the Walt Disney World Resort. Exciting. Not surprising that there are changes, right? but we'll talk about <laughs> a little bit of that. There's something new on the way to Disney Plus that should appeal to you if you agree with my mantra. Hashtag real men love frozen. (laughs) We'll we'll discuss that. Also, if you're planning an upcoming trip to Disney's Hollywood Studios and you've always wanted to build your own lightsaber, well, we have some good news for you. But I'm very excited about today's topic, so let's get right to it. Our main topic of the week. (laughs) 
So we're so excited for this week's topic because uh, we are giant fans yes. of this person. Uh, we've been forever. Right. Alan Menken, of course. Where would Disney films, especially since the Renaissance right. era, uh, be without him? Disney television, even some Disney attractions that have uh, some of his mm-hmm. uh, music attached to them. And we're excited to kind of show him a little bit of love now there's been a lot going out to howard ashman recently who and deservedly yes. so you know and uh, howard i mean uh, you know uh, i think alan we uh, mr mankin would be the first one to give uh howard credit for right. uh, you know helping him be to this point where he is today uh so you know we wanted but we wanted to you know also talk about alan and all he's done uh for disney and just for music in general over the last several years right right and you know kind of going on the, what you're saying too is i think I think Howard, if he were still here, would always, you know, um, give accolades to Alan Menken, too. I think the two of them were such a great duo that they brought the best out of each other. Right. I mean, you never know with uh, songwriting teams, Mm -hmm. you know, they're sometimes, you know, hopefully they can survive. You know, I mean, it's a relationship like anything else. There will be times when there'll be some animosity there and hopefully you can fight through that and get through it. Uh, But I really believe that those two would have made it through some way. They loved each other. um, And, uh, you know, it's this... Is awesome, and their music they've written together and separately um, was spectacular. Right, so, exactly. But we're here to talk about Alan Menken today, right? Uh, and we're going to start with kind of a little bit of a, a history of Alan Menken and some of the fun facts about him. And I think Michelle did a lot of the research on that because Michelle does have <laughs> the best research and the best fun facts. So Michelle, tell us a little bit about the man, the myth, the legend that is Alan Menken. Right. Well, you know, and I didn't want to get too deep into this because I know we also have some music planned and don't want to make this episode super duper long because it could be uh, with this coverage of this topic. But, you know, I do want to highlight a few things. And I also want to preface by saying um, we've seen him perform several shows if you ever get an opportunity and i know there's some online too take that opportunity he is not only an amazing songwriter um, but he is a great performer and when he shares with you his life and how he came to um, to work in different areas it's really interesting and you feel his passion and you feel happiness for him yeah. and, and what he brought as happiness to us. Well, he'll admit to you that he's a great musician, a great songwriter. He's not the greatest singer, right. um, but he, he could he, sing. Yeah, he can carry a it. note. He'll do fine, you know, but he's entertaining uh, just going through his various songs and he tells a lot of stories about those songs and right. how they came to be. And it's really like we got to check him out at the D23 Expo in 2017 and mm-hmm. it was just a a masterful show one right. of my favorite moments exactly. of, of anything we've seen and um if, if it does come around and you do get the opportunity to go see him perform uh please take advantage of it because he's brilliant right yeah exactly and, and his oeuvre of songs it's like it's so yeah. there are so many songs that right done. and that and i've seen different things on as i mentioned online too each time he's just very entertaining Mm -hmm. as he shares it so again not getting too deep into some things but just some highlights so um you know one we're saying he's a genius and and this started at a very young age and in fact at age nine um he composed his first i don't know if it was his first song but he composed a song that he performed for the new york federation of music club juniors composers contest wow i know and um, he his song was rated superior and excellent by the judges. So nine years old. 
you know, doing a... I think when I was nine years old, I was playing with Star Wars toys. I know. I was not composing (laughs) songs, that's for sure. Uh, So, and I did find a quote uh, from him. He said, uh, first I was pre-med. So when he first went to college, he was pre-med. I thought I'd be a dentist like my dad. Finally, I got a degree in music. It wasn't until I joined Broadcast Music Inc. workshop under uh, Lehman Engel and walked into a room with other composers that I knew this was it. So, you know, at least uh, during his his years in college, did he start to realize his initial plans to enter into the medical field or dentistry like his dad uh, started to take a detour and we've all benefited as a result right. of he that. He also uh, wanted to, you know, when he when he realized that, you know, there there was music in his life, he wanted to kind of, well, maybe I'll just become a rock star, you right, know, or right, a yes. performer, you know. And the more he got into learning about uh, the compositions for you know, for the scores right. or whatever, the more he's like, wow, this is my calling. And he found exactly. it early on. That's fantastic. It is. It is. And I mean, both of his parents, although his father was a dentist, he was very much into music as well. His mother was an actress also um, and involved in music. So, you know, they did foster him to learn to play instruments at a young age. And so that I think also help build a great foundation for this passion that he has so um and as we mentioned he did team up with Howard Ashman and actually Howard Ashman um and that was kind of the breakthrough for Alan Menken uh but Howard Ashman is actually the one that chose Alan Menken uh to write music uh for his musical adaptation of the novel God Bless You Mr. Rosewater. Mm-hmm. So that was um in, I hadn't known that before my research that Howard Ashman actually um sought out and asked Alan Menken to join him on on an, another project. And then from there we know he w- they went into uh, Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. which was an it started off off Broadway and then off Broadway. It 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 was very much a success uh, because it was never on Broadway during that initial run. It wouldn't make the Tony nominations. Right. Had it, it probably would have. Um, it did eventually get to be on Broadway, as we know. But um, anyways, it, it it's a really fun adaptation of. Um, it was a classic sci-fi, right? Kind of almost a B sci-fi movie from back in like the fifties or something right, like right. that. Yeah, and they 1960s, re- right, yeah, nineteen sixties. Right, okay, sixties, mm-hmm. and then they remade it into this musical, and uh, just brilliantly, right? And um, we still haven't. I, I showed her the uh, the the, we, the movie is available for right. us for free. We need to watch that. Yeah, soon. exactly. Yeah. So, and and it's from the research I saw, it has a lot of different types of genre of music mm-hmm. as well. So, um. And that just sort of touches on the fact that Alan Menken does have a vast um, ability to have so many different types of music that he brings. Mm-hmm. And I think when you hear his songs against all these different movies, you see that, the, you know, it's not like a common thread. Like you're talking about with a rock band or whatever. A lot of times with a band, you tend to see some commonality in mm-hmm. a lot of their so songs. Some of the sound, well, there's some bands that are like every song sounds the same. Right. Yeah. And that's not the case <laughs> right. here with Alan Menken. But um, as we know, he was involved with so many of the Disney uh, movies and films, but he did have some other uh, 
deviations from the Disney world um, that I thought were kind of interesting to share with everybody. Uh, First of all, I wanted to talk about was in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Um, He wrote the My Christmas Trees with Jack Feldman. And uh, that was, you know, it's it's a cute Christmas song that um, in it, you hear it more as a choral type of chorus, choral um, format. But it was interesting to see that he wrote a song for that. Right. Um, but speaking of Christmas, actually, he teamed up with Lynn A. Ahrens, I think that I'm pronouncing that correctly, to compose a musical of A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously based on Charles Dickens' um, novella. And it was a show that was ended up being presented every year, all December long, like December 1st to the 27th uh, in Madison Madison Square Gardens. Wow. Yeah. Um, From 1994 to 2003. Mm. Then in 2004, he adapted it for TV. The Hallmark uh, Entertainment kind of funded that. Mm. And that's the one that has Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah. And Jason Alexander as the leads in that movie. Wow. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. So did some Christmas things there, and then another interesting one was uh, he brought his talents to Rocky Five, <laughs> and he wrote uh, "Measure of a Man" that was performed by Elton John. Oh, yeah, I know that song. Right, I know that song. Yeah, I've, I've so, heard it in a long time, and Rocky Five not the best Rocky movie. Right, but, uh, right. that was a great song for sure. <laughs> so um, you know, it it just again shows some of the depth of of his movie era not just in disney um i think what we could acclaim to one of our favorites that he's been involved with tv is gallivant oh we'll get to that i know i know so uh unfortunately it was uh when it came out it was placed in a horrible tv lineup time that it was you know fighting against some other more popular well they put it in that period um where you know most uh, shows take a break for a while. And I think right. it was Once Upon a Time uh, was the show that they would take. Right, it, it was, was it yeah. was the re- the mid season replacement or right. whatever. So it's through the holidays and right. early in January and such, and it just kind of unfortunately kind of fizzled. There. Right, right. But every time we watch it, we're like. How was the show not a hit? Right. Because it's brilliant. It is. Yeah. It, it totally is. And and I know we're going to get into some other songs. I did want to bring up some things that he is currently in the process of working on, too, uh, as well. So he's working for, with the music on the live action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. Right. Um, I think I know who he's working with. Uh, yeah. Somebody that we also <laughs> know and love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lynn Manuel. By the way, I put out I put out a tweet just in general to a lot of people that have worked with him, including Lynn. Uh, like, come on, why, you want to join us for this show, don't you? <laughs> Shut down again, but I'm going to keep trying. There you go. All of Be you, inclu- and definitely Lynn. I'm going to keep trying until you join the show at some point. Well, it's funny you bring that up about persistence because, and that was my next little story here, is that Lynn Manuel Miranda was a huge Alan Menken fan, and he was going to school. Uh, with Alan Menken's niece. And uh, if you saw the streaming performance uh, recently with Alan Menken uh, and Lin-Manuel kind of guest starred and guest in it as well, brought up this story that he said how he just badgered this girl relentlessly to get an autograph of Alan Menken for him. (laughs) Which I think, if I recall correctly, the autograph said something about, now leave my niece alone. Yes, something something along those lines, yeah. (laughs) So um, he's also writing new songs for Disenchanted, which yes. is a, 
the sequel to Enchanted and scoring a remake of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. And now he's also working with the former Disney chief um, creative officer, uh, John Lasseter, in in that company called Skydance Animation Mm -hmm. to do a film called Spellbound. Yeah, Spellbound, that's to be released in uh, late 2022. Mm -hmm. And it actually sounds like an amazing um, animated film film and the the topic of it and you know it just it's talking about uh, a girl who is uh, caught in the world of magic and she kind of has to kind of put things back together so um, anyways yeah so really great creative things again and some more deviations I guess from just Disney but we certainly are happy he's done a lot with Disney he's happy he has done a lot with Disney he's loved that there's been uh, remakes of films and live action films of things that he's worked on in the past so uh, he just is thrilled with all that as well right well in between um, of course the original animated films as they come out and then eventually to some of them make it uh, uh, to Broadway, Broadway. Mm-hmm. or stage performances somewhere. And some have uh, been redone, obviously, of these live action films. Right. And one of the things I think that he's mentioned that he enjoys so much about it is getting to revisit them. And whether it's uh, bringing in songs that just didn't quite make it the right. first time round, expanding on lyrics that maybe didn't quite make the first cut the first time round, or just writing brand new right. music uh, for some of these shows and movies. Uh, it just, it just keeps it alive for him and it freshens it up and sure. he's, you know, he enjoys it so very much. Uh, he just, he loves these it, they they are all part of his heart and he just loves them to right. death and he loves revisiting them and revisiting the characters and you know and what what they're going through and uh, and um it's just it it's all just brilliant i mean i mean where would i mean with yes howard ashman of course but alan Menken as well um the, they were the driving forces behind the disney renaissance right. you know and who knows what disney animation would be right now uh if it weren't sure. for those two right sure. exactly exactly that talent and kind of going back to your other um, um, topic where you know getting the opportunity to revisit some of the prior films and etc and we see that we saw that with George Lucas you mm-hmm. know you have the upper you know when you're first putting something together you have very strict timelines to get something out uh, we saw we know with um, Beauty and the Beast uh, he was really struggling with timelines of working with his partner as well in in this um an effort and so having chance to after all these years go back and think about how would we how would we do this differently or how would we tweak this or make this better or like you said add some new new life into it new songs or whatever so it's um something that i could see as an artist that he appreciates that opportunity right and with beauty and the beast um for that matter it was Originally, it was put together and it wasn't going to be a musical, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember the story correctly. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was supposed to be just more of a regular animated film, not a musical. And then they had looked at it. It wasn't working for them. Right. Uh, Howard and, and Alan took it over and made it into a musical. And obviously, we know what success yes. it was when they did yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. So. Very cool. Good stuff. Michelle always has the best research (laughs) and the best fun facts. Well, hopefully. I don't know if you had any other stories or things that we might have heard in in any of his shows that I may have 
missed yeah, capturing? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some stuff will come up as we go through some of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, I just, you know, I, I can't recall all the stories. He tells such great stories, yes. but definitely. Um, there's some of the stuff you can find out on YouTube um, from some of his D23 Expo shows and some other shows that he tells stories about. Uh, but if you actually go get a chance to go uh, check him out, um, right. it just please do. Yeah. Please do. I actually, outside of D23, saw him live and in person at uh, one of the Walt Disney Company Board of Trustees meetings. Or Bragger. <laughs> what, st- not, not Board of Trustees. Stockholder. Stockholder meetings, yeah. yes. Um, and he was there and he was introducing the songs from Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really just interesting to hear him talk about his research of going um, to the Native American tribes and listening at different songs and, and the type of music they played and, and how he was going to incorporate that into the songs that he was writing for Pocahontas. So he was uh, mesmerizing back then. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Like I said, maybe something I, 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 nothing comes to memory right away off of one of any of his specific stories, but as we go through these songs, maybe something will pop up and we'll discuss it, but we are going to give our five favorite Alan Menken songs as part of this episode, as well as some of you who chimed in on social media, uh, you know, newsletter subscribers through the email account, whatever the case may be. Uh, So we're going to go through them. And we always start whenever we do our, our five favorite list we always start with michelle one because she has the very best (laughs) list it'll be interesting it'll be wonderful it'll be fantastic and it'll be beautiful just like her Uh, Uh, my list will be boring straightforward just like me so let's get to to our five favorite alan macon songs and let's start with michelle's number five okay (laughs) so how to approach this oh boy here we go (laughs) because i thought about doing you know the a and b but I was going to have A and B for everyone because I realized that I have five favorite. Well, I actually have like a kajillion favorites. Oh, they're so good. It's tough to. It is. It, it, and, and that's what a lot of you said out there. How do we cut it to just five? It's right. Tough. And so I have two lists. <laughs> I have lists. I have my five favorites. Michelle's, we've gone from, you know, uh, our list being five, six, seven to <laughs> ten. ten. Apparently now for Michelle. So our favorite five I favorite do, songs. I could do both ten. lists or if you want, I'll pick one or the other. So I, I, I categorized it two different ways. One is a list of, you know, just fun songs that I'm so glad he wrote and or, or, you know, they stick in your head kind of songs. And then I have the, oh my God, this is the most amazing song. <laughs> list <laughs> you do it however you want to do it i'm fine with it um this is fun i like it all right so let's start this with is the- why michelle goes first <laughs> so um i don't so here's the lighter list okay all right from the lighter list uh number five being um kiss the girl or kiss the girl from little mermaid Go on and kiss the girl. 
Yeah, so um, that's just a fun song. You know, can't help but love it. And when we were talking about how some of these films have gone on to be on the stage and, and this play, it was funny. This was one of those pr- plays that when we had tickets to us thinking, all right, yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the music and everything, but it's on stage. Right. You know? And I had a lot to live up to. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was fabulous. And just, you know, the little details. And I think we might've talked about this in a prior episode, but how, when they were on stage, everybody was in constant motion right. as if they were in, you know, the feeling the, the tide was right. The waves of the, forth, yeah, yeah. of the ocean. And it, so it's just mesmerizing in that regards too, but just really fun. And I liked on stage too, how they, they performed this yeah. as well. Really good. So, yeah. so that was five from that, my number <laughs> five from that. And from my other list, <laughs> number five, is from Hercules <laughs> Go the Distance. I am on my way. I can go the distance. I don't care how far. Somehow I'll be strong. I know every mile will be worth my while. I would go most So, you know, we've talked, uh, you know, one of how that song, you know, was very inspirational to me during my first 5K. But I just, I, again, I think it's such an inspirational song in Mm -hmm. general. It doesn't have to be just on a running situation. It's just a a lovely song that, you know, shows a passion to to try to be better Mm -hmm. and to fight through things. There's a reason why this song ends up on one of our lists or both of our lists (laughs) for virtually everything we've done with songs that have made us cry, inspirational songs. (laughs) I want songs. It's on all, it's all, we play it it, all the time right? because it's that good. It It really is is such a great song. Agreed. So yeah. What about your number five? (laughs) Do I get to that one now? Yes. (laughs) Uh, my number five, I'm going to go to Aladdin and maybe this might be one on your fun Mm -hmm. list, uh, because it's just, it's just brilliant. And that's friend like me. Mr. Aladdin, sir, have a job two or three. I'm on the job. You big nabob. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a Just energetic. Yes. I mean, Robin Williams at his best, uh, you know, introducing us to the genie and everything right. about him. And it's just, it is such a brilliant song. I love it so very much. Definitely. And I mean, any character, I mean, uh, all characters included, I think genie has been one of the most mm-hmm. amazing characters um, that we've seen in the initial animated. We've seen on stage, no matter where we've seen the performance, the genie is the heart of that movie mm-hmm. and in a big heart indeed. Yeah, for sure. He's what makes that movie. I mean, we've talked about it many times in every aspect of it, whether it be the animated, the mm-hmm. live action movie, the stage performance, 
uh, the even in some of the performances we've seen at the parks and on the Disney ships, right? Uh, the genie is what makes that movie go. If that movie, if the genie doesn't work, that movie, that uh, that show, that right. play probably doesn't work. So exactly. it's really important. But yes. the, the music, uh, so I mean, there's so much great music. Definitely, yeah. Good choice, honey. That. So that's my number five. Let's get to Michelle's number fours. <laughs> so uh, from the lighter list, from the movie Hercules. I won't say I'm in love. Your bestie Susan it Eden is, there. Yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just kind of a, I don't want to say cracks me up, but I just love it. It's, it's, a, it's an emotion that you can really definitely appreciate, especially if you've been in a relationship and then suddenly find yourself in another one or whatever. But even if not, it's just a fun song and I love it. Uh, you know, it was hard not to pick all the songs from Hercules for my list because there are so many that I do love, but I just thought that's fun. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I love that song. We've seen Susan Egan perform it. And by right. the way, we've seen Susan Egan uh, introduce, she introduced uh, Alan Menken on that show. You right. Know, she happened to be at the D23 Expo as well that day. And she's obviously worked with him closely, yes, on Hercules, but also as the original Belle on Broadway in right. Beauty and the Beast. So, um, yeah, really great. And yes. Michelle has met Susan Egan and had a <laughs> selfie with her. And, I know. Uh, they're now best. Right, <laughs> even though I, te- even though I, she must have realized it was from me and not from you because I tweeted out to her to see if she wanted to come on the show. Too funny, too funny. I wish, yeah. So my other number four from my more sensitive list is from Pocahontas. I think I was just just impressed getting to meet him. Um, but Colors of the Wind. <laughs> Stunning song. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just, you know, and then I think the animators did great with the artistry of that song as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah, very good, very good. Michelle's lists, lists, always great. <laughs> number so four for you. My number four is uh, we're gonna go back, and uh, this is a song that I love. 
to death. It, it really makes this movie, although there's so many great things about this movie, but I love this song and I love how it's laid out and uh, just uh, the energy that comes from it. That is That's How You Know from Enchanted. <laughs> Just my favorite scene from what is a, a great movie, right. Enchanted. But I just love the whole Central Park sequence going yes. through it. All the performers out there of various different styles and age groups and everything else. And then the song is just beautiful and wonderful right. and energetic and love it so much. Definitely couldn't agree with you more. It did make my list as well as actually number three. Um, I love how it's kind of like... Um, I don't know, like a self-parody of Alan Menken with all the things he's done with princesses and right. things. You know, well, that the whole movie right, is, a, is, a, is a princess movie that is a parody of princess right, movies. Right, exactly. So um, I agree with you. Great, great song. Yeah. Okay. So which which list was that? Your number that three? was my number three of my fun okay. Alan Menken songs. All right. So let's get to your number three of more. What, what was the the sensitive more sensitive songs? Okay. <laughs> sensitive side um, from Aladdin. The song Speechless. That is, um, I, you know, it's so funny because we had not watched the live action Aladdin <laughs> until just recently, even though people don't, you know, hey, it's one of the better, or right. at least some people think it's one of the better live action films. So we're like, you know, finally we, we were like, okay, we have nothing to watch this weekend or, you know, let's right. watch it and loved it. Actually, and really enjoyed it very much more than I expected right, to. Right, exactly. And that song is spectacular and so well sung. Right, right. And it just has a lot of great meaning. Uh, I love the the power 
the self power that it ta- talks about, and I think the song, um, obviously the lyrics do, but even the melody of it really capture mm-hmm. that, capture that, you know, what somebody can do. Mm-hmm. It was that moment. It was a, just a powerful right. moment, and that you're going to make sure you have. I'm not going to remain speechless. Right, I'm gonna, right. I'm going to maintain that power. And it exactly. Was, it was great. Brilliant. Good job. All right. Thank Great you. Great song. So uh, on to my number, number three. three. Yeah. My number three is, well, you know, hashtag real men love Frozen. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he did not write anything for Frozen. <laughs> but um, we do also, what I would also mention to you is I've said many times that not only do hashtag real men love Frozen, but I feel hashtag real men also love Tangle. I Just a, a gorgeous song in a beautiful moment in right. an amazing film. I just, I, I really enjoy it so much. And it's brought me to tears multiple right. times <laughs> on stage, running on the ship, seeing right. the, all the lanterns go yes. up. Um, the first time watching it in the theater. And then, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so, so well done. Right. No, it captures, I think it captures our love. Yes. I'm not trying to be corny, but I do. But yeah, well, it's interesting that, you know, you're talking hashtag real men love tangled. Well, we do too. <laughs> and in fact, <laughs> a song from tangled made my number two on my fun list. And that is I've got a dream. Call us brutal. Sadistic. And grotesquely optimistic. Cause way down deep inside we've got a dream. I've got a dream. I've got a dream. I've got a dream. Is this the version where I was lip syncing and dancing <laughs> exactly. to on our YouTube channel? Or? Definitely. <laughs> no, great song. It's so fun. That it is. A is. Fun, it is just fun a fun song. song. Yeah. Very upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a it's a great song to listen to, especially if you're feeling a little like, oh, a little drained. Mm-hmm. That gives you a little pep. Pep in your step. A little pep in your step. Exactly. <laughs> Very nice. See, yeah. I can say peas apparently without. Yeah, not me. That's why I need this big thing. Guard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we're up to. Well, do you have a? Do you have another? Oh, number, number uh, two. two. Yeah. Yes, I do. I'm sorry, I'm getting confused at which list. Oh, so many where lists. Matt, what number <laughs> list is it? G. List I know. H. <laughs> um. So the from my other list, um, my sensitive list is from Hunchback Notre Dame. Out there. Like 
Obviously, a really sensitive song, you know, showing somebody's passion. So it's one that we talked about in our want songs list as well. Um, you know, I think that when you're looking at a lot of Alan Menken, and I, I keep talking about the range that he has. I mean, the first time I heard the soundtrack of this movie and saw the movie, I just thought the quality of this music is Broadway. And, you know, and as we know, some of their... Some things do work good on Broadway and some don't. But the again, the quality of the music in this whole movie was that. And it was hard to actually isolate one song from there. But I thought that one really was very much represented. Uh, it was my number one. So thanks oh for stealing gosh. my thunder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it absolutely is a brilliant song in a movie that is highly underrated, in my opinion. Yes. I mean, it's just... The, the, the music factor involved in the entire film is so good. Mm -hmm. It's a dark film. Maybe not one. It's actually, it's more of an adult film. I right. mean, real, not an adult film. You know what right. I mean? It's, yes. it's geared really, towards. It, yeah, as much as there are some funny, you know, um, you know, characters and right. everything, the, the gargoyles and such. Right. And, and yeah, uh, it's that there's some really deep subject matters mm -hmm. being broached uh, throughout it. And, it, but it, it's it's really I, I enjoy it. Yes, does it does it stay true to the Victor Hugo version of it? No, yeah. not even close. But I find it be a very very good movie, and uh, the music uh, I will put it up against the music in any Disney film right. that's out there. I think it's brilliant, top to bottom. It is so very good, and that is the best of the bunch. Right, for sure. I agree. I it was I had it on as one, and then I switched it to two several times. Mm -hmm. um, and it's exciting to know that they're doing a remake mm -hmm. of, of this great movie and, you know, adding songs and enriching that, that whole movie. Because, like you said, the music is really amazing. They've tried to do some things with it because it's built to, for Broadway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is built to, to go to Broadway. And they tried to do some things with it. They had a run down at the La Jolla Playhouse here in right. San Diego a few years back. Um, and that actually got pretty good reviews, but it just for whatever reason just never really went anywhere. Um, so it's good to hear that they're trying to bring it back sure. in some uh, way. And um, I'm sure at some point we were going to talk about our most underrated Disney films. Right. Don't be surprised if this one is very, very high on exactly. my list. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, so very good. So where are we at? Your number two? My number two. I have two number twos. Uh, ah. This one, uh, be <laughs> that is because uh, they're both from the same film. And okay. I couldn't. Uh, delineate between the two. I both think I think they're great for different reasons. Kind of like you have two lists, right? I, I think these songs kind of fit in to probably one would be one on one of your lists, and one might be on the other right. on your list. And it's from Beauty and the Beast, which is such a, a masterpiece of a, of a mm -hmm. movie. Um, putting together, you know, uh, of course Howard and Alan Menken, right. and, and the songs are so great. Um, but I'll start off with my two A, and that is uh, Beauty and the Beast. 
Everything about that song is stunning right. from Angela Lansbury's vocals, yes. you know, which are just gorgeous uh, to the, yes, Alan Menken's music in the background right. of it that is just lovely and so melodic and uh, it's just so uh, exquisite. And then the when you actually see the film and the scene itself is so right. powerful and strong and it just, it, 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 and you know, that was the Oscar winner that year, that right. song was, right. you know, um, just, just brilliant, so good. And uh, that's why it's one of my, yeah. it's my number two. It's one of the other things I forgot to mention um, as we were talking about Alan Menken and his talents is how the music really evokes the feel, not just the feelings of what the characters are going through, but when you listen to the music from the little mermaid, you feel the sea, you mm -hmm. feel the mo motion. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I heard it again in that song with beauty and the beast and, and how at the very end, the tender, you know, how it's starting to um, deescalate mm -hmm. a little bit and just have that little light, little, yeah, well, she kind of lays his, her head on, right. on his chest and, you know, it's that like tender moment. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. And so, you know, the, the music obviously really played a role in and of itself with yeah. the characters. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, so that's my 2A. Okay. My 2B, you can probably expect because it's from the same film and I told you it's more of a fun song. Although I actually, there are several songs that I could have picked from that, mm -hmm. you know, from this movie. But um, this has always been one of my favorites. <laughs> Just a show-stopping yes. number. That is a you know a definite when even when you see it on Broadway or wherever they you know if the right. plays come around to your when you get to see Beauty and the Beast on stage, it is a show-stopping number. Definitely. It is brilliantly done and uh, one of my favorites. And even in the live action, great in the live action film, great on stage, wonderful in the animated film. So good. Yeah, definitely. And it was on my one of my lists at one point, and it did get knocked off or. But um, 
Nice song. Actually, uh, I thought you were going to pick another song from Beauty and the Beast, which is my number one on my sensitive list. On your sensitive list. Wow. Interesting. I know. So so let's get to your number one since we are through to number ones. You already know my number one. It's out there, Hunchback of Notre Dame. You're... uh, and number two, I believe, right, right on one of your lit, one of your lists, one of your many lists. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, think, I think it's hilarious. It's so great. Uh, hey, let's get to your number ones. Okay, so my number one, also from Beauty and the Beast, is Evermore. Now I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. She will still inspire me. Be a part of everything. I'll fool myself, she'll walk right in And as the long, long nights begin I'll think of all that might have been Waiting here forever Yeah, ah, oh, so good. It is. It's so touching. Um, again, you know, I keep repeating myself about heart and and soul into a song. Uh, just the way, again, the music, the melody of that, just captures the essence of that longing, the heartache that the, he's feeling right, at that moment. Yes. yes, and it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, such a beautiful, beautiful song. I agree. It's, it's one of the songs that, uh, you know, one of the songs that was not in the animated version that is in the live action version Right. that uh, it just really struck you when you heard it the first right, time. Exactly. It, it struck me anyway. I thought it was brilliant, well done, and a great song. Right. I mean, I, 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 as, I'm, as we're going through this list, I kind of feel bad because there are so many other films that Alan Menken was involved in. Oh, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get to some of those as we go through I our That I feel like I should have been mentioning yeah. some others, but I still have my other number one. Well, let's get to your other number one. My fun number one is the theme from Gallivant. Which brings us to today, the royal wedding day. Stop it now, but Gallivant Oh, Madeleine awaits Behind King Richard's gates For the arrival of her Gallivant Now, at last begins a true adventure Epic, wild, a real hot glacier So, huzzah the tie Sit back and here we go Attend the day of That show is so fun. It is. It's it's so incredibly entertaining. And uh, we just heard that one version of that song, although it's interesting in the second season how same song, different lyrics where they poke fun at themselves that they actually got brought back for a season <laughs> two. <laughs> I mean, so many times that they're breaking the fourth wall there. Right. And just hilarious. Yeah. Um, the show is... Br- I, 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 
If you haven't seen the show, which you may not have been judging by what the ratings actually were for <laughs> yeah. the show, it always got great critical acclaim. Right. We loved it from the moment, first moment we saw it. We've watched it numerous times again. We were re-watching it again recently, and then it got pulled off Netflix, which I'm hoping means it's coming to Disney, Disney Plus, Plus or to Hulu uh, very soon. I think you might be able to still find it if you go to like the ABC uh, app or whatever. Oh, sure. Um, but once it gets to wherever one of these streaming locations, you should watch it if you've never seen it or if you haven't seen it in several years because the music is brilliant. Right. And I, we, we, you know, we talked, Alan Menken um, this year received uh, the Emmy, you know, finally, finally got the Emmy. So he's an EGOT winner as long as, as well mm-hmm. as a Disney legend. Right. Um, and I'm like, why when you listen to these songs, why was not one of these songs right. the reason why he won it? <laughs> because they are so fun, interesting, and brilliant. And the lyrics are spectacular. It's just so good. The show is just a laugh a minute. It, it is. is so it great. is. It's awesome. Very creative. Um, it, you know, we're talking about, well, not even breaking the fourth wall, just some of the fun um, things that they say in it to make fun of of themselves and everything. And there was a scene in one of the episodes where somebody is, you know, kind of, I don't want to say yelling at a kid, but you know, kind of being bullied to a kid and and he calls him Mankin. (laughs) Don't start that Mankin or something like that. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was just, I remember when we first saw it, you know, you're like, what? Uh, (laughs) That was so funny. So creative, but yeah, really it, it is just a great, uh, comedy as well, and Alan Menken was very much involved in in the the whole production of well, it. Well, I mean, also it's it's this you know uh, show that's set back in the I don't know Middle Ages or whatever right. you know, but they they bring up all these modern pop culture references, including this was uh, on during the time when Game of Thrones was at its right. peak. So there's a lot of Game of Thrones references in there, and just all sorts of Disney references and everything else. It's just it's brilliant. It's so good. And I, I had it on my list for a while and mm-hmm. then I ended up knocking it off and I was going to bring it up. It's an honorable mention that um, not just one song. Not, yes, that song, of right. course, but like my honorable mention was going to be every song from Gallivant because I love right. every single <laughs> song. They're so, they're so well done. Uh, an interesting story from that one. When we were, uh, when we saw Alan Menken uh, at the D23 Expo, mm-hmm. he mentioned the fact that I never thought in my life that I'd be writing a song for some sort of Disney avenue that would have butt clencher yeah. within the lyrics. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, right really oh funny. yeah no it, but yeah that is it's a great great show to watch and you can binge watch it pretty easily yeah the they're really short episodes yeah. they're half hour well 23 minute episodes right. or whatever yeah. you can knock it out pretty quickly but yeah uh, again showing the genius of alan menken that he can have fun songs he can have you know um pep in your step kind of songs he can have deep songs that can make you cry i mean he is his talent is just uh endless there yeah for sure um so great list michelle great list Uh, your list was awesome um so let's get to some of our listeners our listeners chimed in as well with some uh some great stuff out there uh we'll start off with nate and serena the dvc duo they hit us up they're subscribers to the newsletter and they hit us up through email uh they say we'll try to our best to narrow down our list to of top five alan Menken songs to just five uh who are we kidding we'll definitely be adding an a and a b here and there (laughs) uh 5a is zero to hero from hercules that one was on my list yeah. at one point too great yeah, one song 
Uh, 4B was Hellfire from, again, yes. Hunchback of Notre Dame, another strong, yeah, amazing. dark, right. deep song. Really good song. Uh, four was Colors of the Wind, like Michelle. Nice. Three was Whole New World uh, from Aladdin. Let's hear a little bit of that. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. A hundred Hold your breath if I'm like a shooting star. I've come so far. I can't go back to where a I used to be. Another um, song that could have easily made either sure, of our definitely. lists. Um, love the way the music, it seems like it's, it's bright, cheering, but also it's soaring. Right. You know, uh, romantic at the same time. And it just, it does fit the mood uh, so well of yes. the scene for sure. Uh, going on through a DVC duo's list, Nate and Serena, uh, 2A is part of your world. And right. 2B was Be Our Guest. Yeah. And finally, number one was Friend Like Me. So That's great list. Great Nate list. Serena, yes. They say, went on to say, can't wait to tune into this week's episode and hear the nominations and your top five. So, oh, thank yeah, you. Very good. Uh, Jacqueline, who uh, hit us up on Twitter, you can find her at Pixie Dust PhD. She has a great YouTube channel. You want to check her out. Right. Dr. Jacqueline, by the way, she does have an actual PhD. Yes. So uh, she says, just five impossible. And I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> we all we do. get that. Yeah. Uh, she started with one that is from uh, you can only uh Check out this song if you see the Broadway version of Aladdin, and that is Proud of Your Boy. Water flows under the bridge, let it pass, let it go. There's no good reason that you should believe me, not yet. I know, but someday and soon, I'll make you proud of your boy. Though I can't make myself taller or smarter or handsome or wise. What else can I do since I wasn't born perfect like dad or you? Mom, I will try to, try hard to make you proud of your boy. Yeah, strong song again, yes. uh, not in the live action version or the animated version, but on the Broadway version. And it is a really, really great song. Right. It's one that Howard Ashman was very much involved in as well. Um, it had to be cut when they took the mother out. They cut the mother from right. the, the movie Aladdin. Um, but you could tell, again, that was a very meaningful song. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So another great choice. Uh, she went on to say Out There as one of mm -hmm. her favorites. Uh, Part of Your World, of course. This one was interesting because she added this. This is the song that finally got him the EGOT, finally won him the Emmy. It's from Tangled the Series, and it's called uh, Waiting in the Wings. Always overlooked unfairly While pretending that it barely stings What is stings? Yes, it stings 
find me waiting in the wings. Wonderful song in a what, what we haven't really we've watched a couple episodes right. of it. We really haven't gotten into Tangled the series, but I think it may more and more, especially with Alan Menken doing the music. Maybe we should go in right. and start watching it. But uh, I can see where that song uh, finally won him the Emmy. Although long overdue, again, he right. should have won it for Galloway. Right. <laughs> long overdue that he finally got the Emmy and got the EGOT, which right. is great. I mean, and it shows you too that um, you know, and this was for a television series, and you know, it's it's kind of a lighter side, I think, at least the the episodes we saw and he totally did not phone in his talent. He, you know, really produced something amazing. Yeah. Uh, great song. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like I said, I'm so glad he's long deserved the EGOT. So glad he finally got it, even if it was long overdue. So, uh, finally, uh, she also said, that's how, you know, Mm -hmm. also on there. Uh, she did mention it really pains me to leave off beauty and the beast and Hercules. And we reminded her, Hey, this is the Hyperion Adventures podcast. (laughs) You know, you can go ahead and our (laughs) lists are always a little bit longer. And she said, Oh, well, if we get to cheat, I would very much like to add go the distance and beauty and the beast. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Marissa hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can find her at Think Mickey blog. Great blog. Go mm-hmm. check it out for sure. Uh, Marissa said, how can I choose just five? Five. That's how you know. Five. A whole new world. <laughs> five. I see the light. Four. Part of your world. Three. Go the distance. Two out there and one proud of your boy. That's definitely only five. She yeah, said. Right. <laughs> said, yes, that is definitely a Hyperion Adventures five for sure. Thank you, Marissa. Yeah. Uh, the Disney ambassadors hit us up on Instagram. You can find them at the Disney ambassadors. They said our top five in no particular order because we really can't choose out there. When Will My Life Begin, the mm-hmm. reprise from Tangled. Right. Uh, Hellfire, that's again, that's yeah. come up again. Uh, God Help the Outcast, another yes. great song uh, from uh, Hunchback of Notre right. Dame. Such a, again, the, the music top to bottom, yes. strong. Um, we, can, we can just go all and all day. I can right. fill out my top five list exactly. out of that movie alone. And uh, something there from uh, Beauty and the Beast, which mm, I think is a very touching. Definitely. And he did that song where they just, you can kind of notice something's going right, on there between right. the two of them. It's Playful cute. and cute and fun and great. So uh, thank you again, Disney ambassadors. Right. Uh, Taryn Loeb, I hope I got your name, pronounce your name right, on Instagram, hit us up. You can find her at TB15. She said, this is like asking me to pick my favorite child. There are so many, but if I must pick, go the distance, part of your world out there nice. i see the light again another song from the hunchback of notre dame the bells of right, notre dame yes. yes and she said i was fortunate enough to see uh, the hunchback of notre dame when it was playing in la jolla wow so jealous that you did yes <laughs> uh, listening to the music takes me back to that performance and still gives me chills the entire production was flawless and one of my favorite shows to wow, this day very nice so jealous that you yes. got to see that but thank you for chiming in with that uh, i wish you know, i knew it was in town and we just never made it down there right. to go check it out and we missed our chance so um, hopefully something comes around. We exactly. Like coming up. Uh, this was interesting. This came from uh, Temple of the Forbidden Bry on Twitter. Uh, you can find him at BR Wrestler. He had some deep cuts, which I love deep cuts, <laughs> uh, especially with Alan Makers, because you hear a lot of these songs. Obviously, they're songs we know very right. well. These were a couple that I didn't know so well, and I thought they were really 
uh, fascinating. I'll start with one that has actually a, a, a song for an attraction at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. It's the Sinbad's Storybook Voyage attraction. And I actually have a version of Alan Menken singing this when he was at the D23 Expo 2018 in Japan. Oh, wow. So we're going to get a little taste of Alan Menken singing Compass of Your Heart. Life is the greatest adventure. There is no map, there's no chart, but if you seek life's great treasures, follow the compass of your So all the more reason we need to get to Tokyo right. Disney Sea <laughs> to go uh, just to check out Alan Menken's song yes. within uh, the Sinbad storybook voyage. Um, and brilliant. Again, yeah, another great cool. song. Definitely. It was really, really cool. He said that that was the first time when he when he did that. It was the first time he's ever performed it live. Wow. You know, so that was really cool. That is cool. You know, he, he, Colors of the Wind is plays at Disneyland in the... Um, the, ah. the production was it it's Mi- uh mickey's magical Magi- map. map right yeah, yeah. So when that comes back, when Disney yes. comes back, hopefully that show comes Check back it out as well. Again. That's a great yeah. show. Uh, finally, he had one other one, which was another deep cut, uh, which actually showcases Howard Ashman a lot. But yes, Alan Menken um, wrote it with him. And uh, it was a song that they wrote uh, back in the 80s kind of to, uh, you know, talk about, uh, reflect on the devastating cost that AIDS, uh, mm. the AIDS epidemic had uh, put throughout uh, the world and especially to their friends. Right. And it's a song called A Shared Square, and here is Howard doing a demo, uh, singing a demo version of that song. Somebody make a note of this, you people who know the trends. The wild ones are turning lovers, the lovers are turning friends. And if some good arises out of everything, then the phoenix is rising there. In the eyes that are scared but softer tonight on Sheridan Square. Charlie and Steve and Martin and this because I'm too long. Dennis and Bill and Barry, you're the reason I wrote this song. Another few pounds to share. We can make it until the sun comes up, and it will. 
over Sheridan Square. Just a, a, a gorgeous, right. impactful, heartfelt song that's choking me up right now. I by know. The way. We've heard this before. We've heard it before. We've heard it. I, I think they played, well, I, I, I might have played it in Howard, but I know we've heard it somewhere yeah. before this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, gorgeous song. Right. It's so important about what's what was happening in the world right. at that time. And actually, it's not completely gone away. You yes. know, it's still out there. Um, but especially with knowing Howard was suffering right. um, from HIV and AIDS, um, you know, that uh, it, it just... Um, and then you can hear, of course, Howard singing and how beautiful his voice right. was. And uh, the, I'm, I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming that that was Alan playing yeah, the piano uh, there in the think, background. Yes. Just, just a gorgeous song. And I really appreciate it. Uh, Temple of the Forbidden Bride right. for bringing up those songs because they're both gorgeous. And they gave us a chance to showcase, yes, um, Alan sure. and his singing and playing, but also this important thing from, from Howard Ashman. Right. So nice. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. Finally, we finish it up with uh, Keenan and Rachel from Part of Our World podcast. And uh, you can find them. Of course, you can find their show uh, out there with podcasts everywhere. But uh, you can find them on Twitter at POW Podcast. And they just wanted to say, impossible. You can't pick five. <laughs> Thank you, Keenan. So true. Rachel, appreciate it very much. So. So true. Finally, do you have any other honorable mentions? I think we kind of went through version. Well, I mean, not nearly everything, but uh, we went through quite a bit of, of uh, what was out there. Right, sure. right. I think the honorable mentions a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. brought up as well. Um, you know, and I think that one of the things I also wanted to bring up is when we did see um, Susan Egan perform her one person show, uh, she was talking about how she was sharing with her daughter once about Alan Menken and his songs. And, you know, her daughter, even as a young child said, wow, he's written everything. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just kind of so true. He has really very much written so many things that everybody has loved and, you know, is familiar with. So, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm just going to name a few, uh, and we'll start with one that almost made my list. Again, I could have gone a lot more from Beauty and the Beast. I think Gaston right. is another show-stopping number sure. and great song and playful and fun right. and it just uh, really great. Um, and one that uh, we discovered recently that you brought up as, I think it was the I Want songs uh, recently, and that is Santa Fe from Newsies. Right. I, I think it's another brilliant, brilliant yes. song and a lot of great music in Newsies as well. Right, right. Um, I think also the song that was in Enchanted, where it was kind of like a, a kind of like a parody of Snow White. And oh, uh, Happy Little Working Song. Right. You know, I, that one kind of yeah. almost made my list at one point. Except for you can't watch it because she has this violent fear of cockroaches <laughs> and there are cockroaches throughout that scene. Lived so in you, Florida. You have to listen long. to it and cover your eyes every <laughs> I time. Know, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that would be a, that's a cute song yeah, as well. That's so. a great one. So many great songs that we could have just, we could just sit here all day. Right. And we almost have uh, talking about Ellen Mankin songs. Yes. He's so great. We'd still, if you haven't chimed in yet, we'd still love to know what uh, Alan Macon songs or Alan Macon moments have impacted your life. Uh, send them to us and we'll share them on an upcoming show. Yeah, we would look forward to that. Yeah, so that's our Alan Menken Appreciation Show.
So once again, uh, that was so good. Uh, we could have been talking all day for about Alan Menken. Right. He's just one of our favorites of all time, and we can't wait to see what he comes up with next. And um, you know, always people are sitting there all the all the time on Disney Plus, reliving all the great stuff he's done. In the right, past. right. We're just so lucky that. Uh, He's shared so much of his talents with us to have these wonderful songs. And again, I urge you people to look online to see him sharing how, one, his passion for music and just his love of the whole process and his stories are just so, so wonderful to listen to. Yeah. For sure. So um, we've gone quite long, so we're just going to rip through the Disney stories right. of the week really quickly here. And we'll start with Disney announcing a few changes for this year's holiday season at the Walt Disney World Resort. Mm -hmm. uh, this straight from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, we're looking forward to the holidays, and we have an update on some of the festive experiences coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. Building off of our recent experiences, again, this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. I'm reading off their site. Um Experience of operating in the new environment, we've reimagined the holidays, which will, of course, apply our current health and safety measures while still keeping the joy and magic of the season. So, very know, good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so, they'll start from uh, from November 6th through December 30th. Uh, festive decor, themed merchandise, seasonal food and beverage offerings, and entertainment all across the Walt Disney World Resort uh, will kick off. Right. Uh, holiday magic will be in full force at the Four theme parks and Disney Springs and Santa Claus will make uh, time for a special pop-up appearances at each location, waving and exclaiming holiday wishes to all. So that's cool. Yeah, get that a little is bit cool. Of, and still, it's a busy time of year for him. He, right. Anyway. So. Yeah. So he still get a little bit of Santa in there. You know, he, maybe you can't uh, go up and sit on his lap and, you know, but you Again, can send him that letter. Busy, he's busy, busy guy. Yeah. December, November, December. He's right. down to the wire there. Down, whew, that's for sure. It's a, tough, <laughs> it's a tough time of year, for sure. But it is, the food sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun mm -hmm. and so excited about it, especially the Epcot. And, yeah. So. Yeah, so that'll be good. Uh, um, they also are going to have uh, festive flotillas at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, holiday promenades at Epcot, merry motorcades at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and character cavalcades <laughs> at uh, Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, when the night comes down, they're going to have uh, some holiday projections right. on Cinderella Castle. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun as well. Unfortunately, of course, they can't do their, some of the normal things. There's not going to be the very Merry Christmas right. party, right. and there will not be... Uh, the usual um, candlelight processional. Yes, thank you. I, I was blanking on it, even though it's right here in front of me, <laughs> the candlelight processional. But they are going to do some other interesting things. They're going to have uh, Joyful uh, returning to play some uh, holiday gospel, right. R&B and gospel type music. The Voices of Liberty will be out there doing eight-part harmonies yes. as well in the American Gardens Theater. So we'll get a little bit of that. And yes, uh, beginning on November 27th, they'll celebrate uh, the International Festival at the holidays, including the Holiday Kitchens will re uh, return right. around World Showcase. So you can get some of that wonderful food that Michelle is speaking right. of while you're out there. And I think there, uh, that Minnie is also going to be hosting yes. a, a special meal, Christmas or holiday season meal at... Uh, Hollywood and Vine. Yeah, with her uh, decked out in her Christmas or right. holiday best, along with Santa Goofy and uh, some of the rest of the crew. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. So you know, the, the, I know it's different, and there are there's definitely a level of disappointment for some things that they have annually that we we've participated in multiple times and love. On the flip side, the silver lining side is it's hard in the past, even from us, where we've gone 
during the holiday time and felt like, okay, well, we got to do that again because we do it every year. You know, we love that, you know, and whether it's the candlelight procession or Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. So it's kind of nice to redirect some of your attention to some other things that, you, you know, like otherwise if we were going again in the holiday season, we probably would say, okay, we got to do that again yeah. and, and miss out on some other opportunities to really enjoy some fun around the parks. Yeah. It's an odd year. And so things will be a little bit different at the parks as they have been for the last few months. Uh, but you know, at least we, you, you still, if you are planning that holiday vacation, if it's your regular vacation out there is to go for the holiday season, at least there will have some things right? that can still get you involved, give you that holiday feeling, even if it's not what we've experienced in the past. Right. So uh, moving on to our next story, and this is also kind of a holiday-themed story as well. If you agree with my mantra, hashtag Real Men Love Frozen, <laughs> well, we have some interesting news for you. This from Yahoo.com. What happened to Olaf in between his creation during Elsa's Let It Go moment <laughs> and his warm hugs introduction to Anna and Kristoff in the first Frozen? Well, these untold origins will now be the subject of a new animated short coming to Disney Plus in October. Josh Gad will return to voice, of course, the snowman in Once Upon a Snowman, which will be, is directed by Trent Corey and Dan Abraham. Corey was the animation supervisor for Olaf on Frozen 2, and uh, he appeared in the making of Frozen 2 docuseries Into the Unknown, as did I, by the way. I made an appearance in there. <laughs> That's true. Just a very small one. <laughs> really, it was my back and my shoulder and kind of the back of my head, but I did make an appearance in there. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's going to, you know, kind of look at that little time where right. Olaf is, you know, tr finding out what the world is. Right. I mean, you know, it's yeah, why well, like summer? Yeah, I heard, I heard a little bit about it on the D twenty three podcast as well. So it sounds darling. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be released on October twenty third, and again, follow Olaf's first steps as he comes to life and searches for his identity in snowy mountains outside of Arendelle. So Sweet. very fun. Finally, uh, if you have an upcoming trip to Disney's Hollywood Studios and you were hoping to have the chance to build your own lightsaber, well, we have some good news for you. Again, from the Disney Parks blog, the Force will soon. Soon be flowing once again inside Sabi's workshop, hand-built lightsabers in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida. Beginning on September 20th, the gatherers will invite you into this mysterious shop in Black Spire Outpost to train you in the ways of constructing a lightsaber again. So again, uh, another thing reopening. Right. Uh, yes, uh, it, it costs a pretty penny, but uh, <laughs> it is a, a chance if you were hoping to be able to do that, if you're looking forward to it, if you were saving up for it, well, it's going to reopen soon. Right. So that's exciting news. Yeah. Uh, yes. So they are going to uh, limit capacity so they can have some of that, you know, physical, physical distancing. distancing space in there. So just know that going in. So you'll probably want to get an advanced reservation if you want to do it. However, they do say that uh, you possibly can walk up and see if there's availability when you go there. But uh, you know, if you uh, if you want to get your reservation ahead of time, uh, they will open up on September 16th. And uh, of course, if you're going to the park, you still need to have that park pass reservation for right. Disney's Hollywood Studios to go there. You can't just have a reservation actually uh, for Sobeys. Right. You need to have that park pass reservation. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next Disney vacation. And we always start with Michelle. One, because she has all these interesting lists. 
She's fascinating. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. But she also has the very best tip. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. so sweet. So my tip, uh, it's actually three little tips related to taking photos when you're at one of the Disney parks. And so first of all is, I know that it's, and, and we do this too, you get on, whether it's an attraction or fireworks or a show, and you feel like the need, you have to take pictures or video it. And in reality, that already exists out there online. So rather than focusing on taking the action that's going on is focus on the reaction of the people you're with, whether you're with your kids or friends, family members, you know, try to capture some of what their reactions are. And, you know, a lot of times you're very familiar with, you know, whether it be a fireworks show or another show or whatever, you're kind of familiar with knowing, hey, when does something happen? And then focus your attention on that for that moment, because then you get to capture a snapshot of something that is so much more meaningful to you than, you know, uh, fireworks off the, you know, by the castle. Um, the other thing is if you are going to be traveling with kids, uh, remember to get down at their level at times to get photos and, and have it be a more, um, lively photo that way. And lastly, and this is kind of goes along with my look up thing is there are so many great nooks and crannies all around Disney properties. I mean, whether you're talking about in the parks or at the resorts in a restaurant, there's so many interesting issues or um, part of the decor that can be great, whether it's a backdrop to somebody that you're taking pictures with, you know, that you're traveling with, or just that you want to capture as a memory, you know, uh, something, if you're at a restaurant, uh, a little piece of memento that's there, you might want to capture and re- and help remind you of your great experience at that location. So rather than, you know, obviously we take pictures of food and things like that, but find something else that evokes more of an emotion mm-hmm. when you're looking back at your, your experiences at a park. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, if you're not a Disney vlogger or blogger right. I mean they obviously you have a job to do if that yes. is what you do um, for sure you should be out there but then right. for those of you who are just going out there for your vacation or your you know a day trip to the Disney parks or whatever right. you're right there is plenty of that out there because there are so many vloggers and bloggers right. who handle that really well and do a great job they have some really professional equipment yes. and shoot some great stuff so uh, yes capture the winning moments for your family right. and your friends and, and the, you know, the time that you're there and also you know you, you you can put down the phone every once in a while and enjoy it yourself. Sure. You're not just, you know, sitting there behind your, your phone, behind your camera all the time, experiencing things. You're seeing it with your own eyes. Right. Instead. Exactly. So very nice. Good job. Michelle's tips. tips. Always the best <laughs> tips. You're funny. Your tip? My tip is I'm going to go back to where I was starting already. And that is go watch Galavant. Okay. <laughs> Please go watch Galavant. Find it wherever you can stream it. It is brilliant. It's one of the greatest shows. If you like music, if you like comedy, if you like musicals, you're going to get a kick out of this show. It is right. so darn good and it's it was it, it's it the fact that it kind of fell through the cracks is such a shame and it just it, it showcases alan Menken's music in so many ways but just a lot of disney fun and just it's just a great show and i also want to reach out strictly or straight to the people that worked on gallivant and alan Menken himself and say first of all thank you very Bravo. much appreciate it but i also want to say i think this would be brilliant if you were to kind of re- rework it 
and either one either start the series again, or I think you could rework it into an actual Broadway stage show. Yeah, I, I think I, there were plans at one point to do that. I don't. I just couldn't find whether or not what happened that that didn't take yeah. place. I think that if you were to rework it, you know, find the right songs, the right parts of the storyline, um, you could rework this actually into a workable Broadway performance. And I'd love to see Gallivant on stage Definitely. somewhere. Yes. Um, but meanwhile, once it gets back, I think, like I said, you can watch it on ABC you know, the ABC app right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but once it gets to Disney Plus or Hulu or wherever it is that you can find it streaming wise, go check out Gallivant. It's brilliant. It's fun. You're going to, it's just an enjoyable evening or day or whatever it is watching it. And you can binge it in, in no time. It's right. only like, oh, I don't know, there's only 20, 24 episodes in Something total, like right, you know, right. and they're all less than a half an hour. So uh, you can zip through them pretty darn quickly. Right. I mean, it has a great cast, uh, has some wonderful guest appearances. Um, you were talking about like Game of Thrones, but also um, Downton, Abbey. Downton Abbey, some of the cast members. Weird from Al Downton Yankovic. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's really great in that regards. And, you know, tying this back to Alan Menken, other than the fact that he wrote the songs for Gallivant is the, the, um, and I can't remember his name, but the performer who played the king got to do uh, a song with his daughter. And he actually thanks Alan Mankin for that experience that he had that opportunity to share with his his own daughter. So um, it is a great show. You got to watch it. Yeah, king is viable the way King Richard. One of oh the best parts gosh. of that. He's so good. It's hilarious. It's amazing. 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 Great show. Check it out. Um, we'd love to know if you've watched Gallivant or if you go on and decide to go watch Gallivant, what you think of it. Right. Because I, it just just tickles me. I, every time we watch it, I'm like, <laughs> I, I scream at her, why wasn't this show a hit? <laughs> I know. Why wasn't this show a hit? Because it, I find it so brilliant. Yes, so, it is. Anyway, so that's my simple, ridiculous little tip for the week. Um, <laughs> as for next week, uh, we'll be taking a look at Disney's moderate resorts. We're going to get a little bit more back into sort of the resort feel right. kind of taking a look at what makes these places something that you may want to you mm -hmm. think about for, for your next stay and we'll be reaching out to you and finding out what you, your favorite moderate resort is as well right. and you know why you like it so much but it should be a lot of fun we'll get a lot of facts about them and why these spots are great right and what to consider when booking Right. Also, we are in the works right now of some people, some guests that have been on our show in the past. Yes. They're Disney Cruise Line entertainers. They're great musicians. Soul Duo may be joining us this week because they have some exciting news yes. to talk about coming up. Unfortunately, it's not going back on a Disney cruise yet, but there is some more interesting stuff. And so they may be joining us for a segment as well. And that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, so uh, Paul and Sonia, they are a great couple and great musicians. And we have some fun, fun stuff. That yeah, I can't from wait to they're big announcements. Yes. So uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done so already. Yes, please sign up for the newsletter. We'll have a brand new category coming for you this week for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. I think this one might be the last one of the new categories. And then we're going into the ones we also touched on last mm -hmm. year and revisiting those. So, uh, you know, be sure we're sign up for the newsletter so you'll be the first to find out uh, what those are. Also, we are very active on social media. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. You can check out us on video if you want to. <laughs> 
on our YouTube channel. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We'll pop right up, hit subscribe, and then whenever we have a new video coming out, you'll be the first to know. And also, if you want to contact us for any reason, you can always hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love hearing from you. We also appreciate any time you have an opportunity to give a review, whether it be a star rating or actual uh, written review. We really appreciate that as well. And most importantly, we love when you tell a friend. Yes. Please tell your friends about this show. That is the easiest way for you to find out more about us. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining us for another adventure another adventure in the Hyperion Adventures podcast. <laughs> Boy, how many times have I locked this out? This is episode 119. <laughs> Plus, there's been some extra bonus episodes that don't even count. <laughs> I still can't get it right. Right? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.